Friday edition of Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the very best brand new daily fantasy app where Wall Street meets Main Street meets 161st Street. We don't just talk it, we live it. We're up in the market every single day. Download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN from Mayo Media Net. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. And all kidding aside, that $100 is more than enough to do damage. In the jock market, figure players cost like $5 a share. They could return up to $25 a share. Just hang with me. We are posting the top players on the board every single day. Even if you're not kind of out there heavy leverage like I am, just grab a share at a time. I started with the free $20 promo. That was the promo you know, a year and a half ago. We grinded it up. I don't know, something like 17,000%. Yes, 17 17,000%. We're up over $3,600, I think. Last check, doing it every day in the market. It starts here at Mayo Media Net, Monday through Friday with the big dude, with the big mouth from the big Apple guys and girls out there. Man, I'm so excited. We got your three pillars of profit as always. We're doing daily DFS, jock market, then fantasy. Today, we're going to do the lineup look ahead. I love that platoon kind of thing we've been doing every Friday. Loving every bit of it. And then the best bets that parlay did not hit yesterday of course man we got job on something yesterday i just can't even keep up with the bad beats anymore it's all right such is life we're always doing work always getting paid let's dive up into the jock market today but like i said i know i've spoken to people that have tried to sign up and maybe weren't allowed because of stupid laws or whatever the case whoever goes on this list is viable for dfs and i want to take it one step further begin to look at them at for total base bets as well. So you still stay tuned to the first segment. Anybody on the jock market list, especially, especially capital letters, if one of these players ends up with a 0.5 line, right? Total bases does not include walks, everyone. So I don't like to chase 1.5. I will go after 0.5. So keep that in mind. Anybody on the list, 0.5 total base, viable play. Anytime out there, let's dive up. We got a full slate. You're going to have to stick with me all day. Remember the... Corks that show, Mail Me Internet is just the first brick in the house. Stick with me on Twitter and MLB Moving Averages. That's MLB Moving AVG on a bird app. Get at me any time of day, any day of the week, man. Just get at me. I live for this. We do starting pitcher ranks. We are uh, grading every single game. Of course, I put out write ups, strategies, then the actual bets, plus a daily parlay. SP ranks for DFS, implied team totals. I mean, like the one-man band, all I'm missing is the bass drum. All right, let's start with the Seattle M's in the Pacific Northwest. We're looking for Mariners lefties against Eliezer Hernandez. He's had a bit of problem working up in his own. We're looking for home runs, right? It's an OPS game. In daily, look for bases. Adur. Okay, we're looking for J.P. Crawford and Abraham Toro. I love when there are kind of lesser names on the board. These are both guys that will probably have half-base total baselines they'll also be cheap in dfs and they'll probably be at let's call it the four dollar or below range in jock market on a full slate somebody asked me about pricing remember short slates pricing is going to go up last night the late slate only had two games when i called out tommy edmund you gotta gotta pay up if you're gonna play those slates notice you didn't see me on the leaderboard, I was not playing. I didn't get around to it. But of course, I always don't want to force it. And that's part of the overarching trend here. There's so many opportunities. We make money in daily and fantasy and betting. We're doing all this stuff every single day. There's no need to push an opportunity that you don't need to. No bet, always better than a bad bet. So keep an eye on JP Crawford and Toro. Stick with me during the day when the lineups come out. We'll see if we get any other kind of free lefties. We're looking for the elephants balancing on beach balls from Oaktown versus Aaron Savali. Look at Chad Pinder, Sheldon Noisy. Yeah. 
yes, more cheap players. But again, you know, one of the reasons I like Jock Market so much more than DFS is because, again, I'm a better, I'm a professional handicapper. I give out good advice. What kind of handicapper would I be if I told you to take 10 team parlays? What a fraud. But that's kind of what DFS is. But we're doing the work. That doesn't mean there isn't a place for it. I have fallen in love with DraftKings winner take all. So right here I am talking not trash about DraftKings, but Jock Market is the way to profit, to grind. Take the work we're doing here. Play winner-take-all. DFS is winner-take-all anyway. I'm sorry to the people over there. But that's the case. No one cares about winning 12th place and you get, you know, 30 cents or something like that. Give all the money to the winner. It allows us to lower the risk. You could play against 21 people for 9 bucks and take home $205. I think I did that three times last week. I mean, listen, just stick with us. We are getting paid. The register's going around the clock. Next up... Yusei Kikuchi, Yusei Kikuchi is pitching, so we are betting against him. Houston righties, look for Bregman and Chaz McCormick. McCormick, of course, can be cheap. Bregman will probably be at the high setting, right? Think high, medium, low in jock market. 750, 550, 350. That's where I've kind of landed with my benchmarks now. You're going to have to apply a little bit of nuance, but if you like to use hard parameters, just let it go. The answer is always let it go. When in doubt, throw it out. No doubt about that. Same game, which means we'll probably be looking for an over. Toronto righties versus Jose Urquidy. George Springer, Matt Chapman. Springer probably at the 750. Chapman, ah, man, he's starting to get a little bit popular. I, I, If he is a medium player, which is fine. I was not high on him coming into the season. 550, I don't think I want to go too much higher than that. Also, Yankees righties versus lefty Chris Bubich. Aaron Judge, he's going to be near the top of the board. So that, you know, 750 is probably really the one hard parameter for me. I see 550, I'm probably going to go to 6. 750, man, I really don't like going up to 8 because the top share returns 25. Once you're at 8, you're capping yourself at a 300% return, which is already kind of stacked against you, though. If you really love somebody, taking a share, I think, is viable. So there you go. That's the first pillar of profit here at Cork Stats. Man, is this show the bomb or what? This show is completely off the rails, man. And, like, I am just the conductor. Woo-hoo! I absolutely love this man, seeing all the green screens. And, you know, I forgot. You know what? I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up at the end. We almost had a losing day yesterday. Like, oh, my goodness. It was lost. In a game where you lose consistently, like, all the time, I, I was like a shock. It really is a shock again. We The way we work, the way we apply the nuance with the experience, the critical thinking, it's why we have an edge. There is an actual edge in betting with new bettors flowing into the market. Like, that's just what it is. All right, let's get into the second part. This one we're going to have to do the blitz on. It's all 30 teams, lineups, and kind of platoon applications. Now, um, this has been going over really well. Again, we're going to blitz all 30 teams, I want you to check the video if you're an audio-only listener. If not, check out the actual Fangraphs tool. It's extremely helpful. Check out the YouTube. Check out the screenshots. Or also, check out on Twitter. What I did is I'm, I'm going to start doing this every Friday. Is for the weekend if you're playing NFBC in particular. Or, you know, if you're just betting in daily. Looking ahead to the left-handed starters. Because if you're playing NFBC league or a multi, you know, swap league then um, you want to keep an eye on those lefties because it really does make a difference wanting to maximize the plate appearances. All right, let's get into the lineups why this actually worked on the first time. I must be getting better at this. All right, get up in the comments. Let me know if I'm getting better at this. All right, we're going to start in alphabetical order, but by league. So this is Baltimore first. Pretty much business as usual. You're basically getting the same lineup every single day. The one player you have to circle is Ruggie Odor. So Odor has been kind of a viable piece, and that's why he pops up on daily list a lot. 
because what's going on is these platoons are kind of protecting these guys' stats. So you're not going to see Rookie against lefties. Hold on, I do have the cross check here as well. I'm sorry, just give me one second. My fat finger, Baltimore, has one lefty. So he's going to go two out of three. So unless you have a viable replacement, that's pretty much going to be the look. I'm looking at it here. Atlanta, Baltimore, Cubs, Sox, Reds. Guardians, Rockies, Houston, Royals. Most teams have one. Let's look at the teams that have two. It's Detroit, the Dodgers, the Twins, the Yankees, and the Nats have two. Not many of those, but those are really the ones we want to circle. All right, let's get into the Boston Red Sox. Oh, man, there's been – I'm not saying a bit of shuffling because it hasn't happened yet. You can see the lineup grid is pretty solid. The big thing for me has been outside of the J.D. Martinez injury, right? He missed four games. He came back for three, then re-aggravated it, has been Bobby Dalback, who's playing every single day. I was really high on. It has not happened for him yet. But with the offensive environment, I don't think it's time to go nuts. That's the block we want to be looking for when it comes to Boston. Whether or not Dalback starts to get sat or platooned, it hasn't happened yet. They haven't had a call-up. We haven't seen anybody, Casas or Roberto Ramos yet, but that's what I'm looking at for Boston. Play all your Red Sox. All right, we got the White Sox going on here. You see Robert has been out. A.J. Pollock sat two of the last five games against righties. Gavin Sheets actually playing the last four of six games against righty. So he's getting in there at right field. He even got a start at first base. They had injuries to oh, uh, Josh Harrison and, like I said, Robert. Oh, and then, of course, Eloy. So they've just been looking for warm bodies. I think White Sox, you're, just, you're playing who you got. If you got somebody in the top five, you got to let it roll. I got to giddy up a bit more. Guardians, here we go. Pretty much business as usual. Josh Naylor, hot pickup. Sat against the lefty two times ago, but then played against a lefty. I really think between DHing first and playing the outfield, he's going to be playing pretty much every single day. The only other swap you see going on there is at catcher business as usual. Detroit, Rock City, pretty much everyone playing every single day against righties, against lefties. They like to do a little bit of swapping. Grossman and Meadows. Meadows especially is going to sit against lefties. He's missed the last three games against lefties. Grossman, I think it's more of a timing thing. Grossman's going to play every day, but if there's a, you know, if it the timing works, right? If there's a lefty on a day like we're seeing, you know, he played five days in a row after coming off three games missed, then the lefty was on the bump, so he got the day off. But you might also see pinch it. Don't worry about any of those guys. Houston, Astros, Chas McCormick started the last five games. He led off four of them. We have him circled, got to keep an eye on him. Astros have actually been looking for some offense, but you're pretty much playing whoever you got on the Strohs. Royals just brought up Kyle Isbell, so we got to keep an eye on on him, he started in right field. They've been having a bit of struggles on offense. Against lefties, it's pretty much been the regular lineup. I think timing guys would just be Lopez and Benintendi, though they basically play every day. Angels, it's pretty much the same lineup every single day. Taylor Ward, unbelievable, leading off all the time. The big hit here was to Joe Adele. He's now sat three of the last six games. I'm not dropping him, but I benched him off to the Twins. Pretty much what you see, what you get. Byron Buxton is back, and when he is, that lineup is pretty damn solid. Over to my Yankees. Sorry, I think I had a little bit of a hock up there. Um, Yankees, very interesting here because I do I can say what you see is what you get. The same lineup every day, even though it's a different lineup every day and a different set of people. Everyone is just being rotated in six days a week. The Yankees are, I, and I don't know, for a huge Yankee fan, I don't really like the way the Yankees handle themselves a lot of times. This has been very bright. Everyone's playing seemingly every single day, and it's really been kind of seamless. Yankees lineup, key them up, of course. Oakland. 
one thing we were watching was Seth Brown against lefties. He's sitting against lefties. He did play against one the other day, but they had three lefties in four days. I just didn't think they wanted to sit him that much. That was a guy we were looking for if he was going to be playing every single day. Other than that, you know, they're not great, but it's Kemp, it's Noisy, it's Andrews every single day over to the Mariners. Same pretty much, same lineup. Basically, every day, though, they are getting Dylan Moore in sporadically as of late. Wouldn't worry about him. He's not really viable as of yet. Tampa Bay Rays, known to be platooning, of course. Brandon Lowe, G-Man Choi, going to miss lefties here and there. Choi will probably miss all the lefties. Lowe will probably just miss here and there. We know the Rays are always going to keep an eye on the platoons. Texas Rangers, up next, Cole Calhoun, probably the heaviest part of that split. I mean, especially because he's been leading off against righties the last two games. He's sitting against lefties. Texas does have one lefty, but if he's going to be leading off Cole Calhoun, I think you start him. And I think that's really part of the reason why we're doing this exercise. Other than that, Brad Miller, strong side platoon, playing against righties. He's going to depend on what you have on your roster. Him playing two out of three days is okay. It's good, but it's not great. Toronto Blue Jays, they've had to get a little creative because they've been losing people like crazy. Biggio is down. Teoscar is down. Jansen is down. They seem to have settled where they are now. Collins playing every day. Of course, Chapman playing every day. And Santiago Espinal has really been playing every single day. And him, we mentioned that the other day. Over to the National League. All right, we got, let's do some giddy up here. Arizona Diamondbacks, Paven Smith sitting against lefties to start the year. He played against a couple. Again, might be more of a timing thing. Other than that, you got to get your Diamondbacks in the lineup, although maybe not because they're really not very good. Atlanta Braves making it very easy on us. Travis don't know when they get a bunch of lefties might sit, but other than that, same thing every single day. Cubs are doing a bit of platooning up top. Rafael Ortega, business as usual for him. He won't be playing against lefties. The Cubs have one lefty, so he's playing two out of three days, but he does lead off. So again, it's more of a bench kind of thing when it comes to that. Frank Schwindel set two of the last five games, but before that he played like 10 in a row. So maybe that was just a matchup thing. I like Schwindel. I've added him in deeper leagues. Cincinnati Reds having had to do some shuffling because of injuries. Right now, it's not even a platoon thing. It's just if they have a warm body, that person's playing. Colorado Rockies have Connor Joe back. They've settled back into their kind of regular, usual, everyday lineup. We've just seen Sam Hilliard getting mixed in, you know, maybe two or three times a week, but he's not quite viable yet. I do like Sam Hilliard keeping an eye on him. Dodgers, who I generally would think of as kind of a platoon team coming in, not been the case. The only blank spots you see are with Will Smith, the catcher, which makes a lot of sense. Gavin Lux had even settled into a more or less everyday role. He missed a couple days with injury. He wasn't sitting. Played two games, took one day off, then played three more. Wheels up for Gavin Lux. I think the production is coming, people. Don't freak out just yet. Miami Marlins, the, the lefty platoons are pretty heavy, but the division, there aren't many. So it's just been a different... Miami lineup against lefty. So that's one you really got to keep an eye on because Jazz, Jesus Sanchez, Joey Wendell, even Jacob Stallings, and pretty much their entire offense, not only it tends to sit against lefties, they're not great against lefties at all, which is why they've been sitting. So keep an eye on those guys. Jazz and Jesus Sanchez, especially playing two times, are viable. All right, come on, let's get around this. We're at M. M from Milwaukee. Same lineup. More or less every single day. We saw a bunch of regulars get sat against a lefty the other day because it was two lefties in a row and then four games in seven. But we didn't really see that as a habit. The only guy maybe Rowdy Telez. Like, I'll buy that. If you tell me Rowdy Telez is going to sit against a lefty, the one lefty they face this weekend, I'll buy it. 
if you have to start him at CI, I understand. Mets have sat Nimmo against lefties sparingly, but then he played two of the last three. Robinson Cano has just sat three of the last four. I think he's more on the way out than not. Jeff McNeil playing every day against righties. So the Mets doing a bit of shifting. McNeil, if they're playing all righties, you can cue him up. The Mets have no lefties, so there is why we do this exercise. Jeff McNeil is a start. You know, if you could add him, he's on your bench, you got to play him. Next up, Philadelphia Phillies. Let's try and burn through these last few teams. Pretty much the same lineup every single day, just when they had a ton of days in a row. We saw some time off. Lefties on the Pittsburgh Pirates, Daniel Vogelbach sits against lefties sometimes. A lot of lefties in the division, so he does see them. Pittsburgh has one lefty, but I think Vogelbach at this point is pretty much viable. In 15 teams for sure, 12 teams, not quite yet. But if you have him on your bench and you're waiting to see, I think that's fine. San Diego Padres have actually got Trent Grisham in the lineup twice against lefties. But remember, against lefties, Grisham bats 8th or ninth, And against righties, he leads off. Padres have no lefties this weekend. Grisham leads off. Make sure you're starting Grisham. So this exercise, I'm really hoping that it kind of shines through why we're doing it, why it works, what we're looking for. Get over to the fan graphs tool and check it yourself. They do a really great job. It's nice and organized. I'm kind of borderline OCD. You know I like that. Giants, believe it or not, have been playing the same lineup every single day, which is really just shocking outside of catcher because, you know, they've had injuries. So when you have enough injuries, even the Giants are playing guys every day. St. Louis, Corey Dickerson has just been getting mixed in and out, but it really doesn't appear to be a handedness thing. Harrison Bader playing every single day against both handed guys. I mean, they're going with that lineup every day. The Cardinals really look really good. Last but not least, a team that does not look very good is the Washington Nats. Funny enough, their best hitter is not mean. Juan Soto right now. He's named Yadiel Hernandez. He was sitting against lefties the entire season, and he just got, I think it might be his first start against a lefty the other day. So I think you might want to start looking at Yadiel Hernandez, especially in deeper leagues if he's out there. You know, it's early. Not many guys are hitting. If we can just get on the right side of the sine wave, I think that is not a bad look. All right, let's get into the last pillar of profit, right? We do daily DFS and jock market after you download the app for free, you get your daily stacks, you tune in on Twitter, then I put everything out on Patreon, nice organized spreadsheet, don't worry about the P in Patreon, you don't have to pay, the tip jar is on, just to help keep the lights on, just to help, you know, help keep the smoking hot wife happy enough to stay with the big mouth, and, you know, the kids fed and the lights on, but if you don't got it, I don't want it, I honestly don't want your money, I really don't want your money, if you want to do, I know that's how I am, I like to give, so if you want to do, I encourage you to do. But if it's hard for you to do, I don't want you to give. I'd rather you not give. In fact, if any of you are really like, if you're hard-pressed and you need five bucks, you know, hit me up, man. I probably give, You got more of a chance of me giving you five bucks than me wanting five bucks from you. It's just, man, I've been very blessed in this life, and I really like to give. I find more joy outward than inward. All right, let's do some of this betting stuff, everybody. The reason why a lot of us are here... Ah, oh, man, it was a rough day yesterday. One of our first losing days on straight plays. You know, I run the F5 algo, MLB moving averages, F5 algo, every single day, put out picks with write-ups and stuff. And 
really strategic deployment, the reason you see decimal points, 0.35 units risk, is because there is a reason. I'm in the arena every day. I'm able to bet on baseball every day for years at a time without ever having to refill my account. And it's because I bet smart. You know, I, I'm, I've told people my ability to pick winners is probably like my fifth or sixth best skill as a handicapper. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm very, very proud of my ability to be malleable and manage my risk and to be disciplined, you know, and, and just do a lot of things right. I know I do a lot of things right. I wish I was better at picking winners, right? But don't we all? But no matter how good your picks are, if your risk management isn't right and your bank account runs to zero, you can't make any money if you're not in the arena, right? So that's something that I learned a long time ago. Let's dive up into the betting board. So I put out, oh, I'm sorry. So we had a, a losing day on the F5, Baltimore, we had Plus half run, they were up 2-0, bottom five. They made three errors, gave up three earned runs, and lost. I mean, what can you do about that? Then we had the Astros looking for the cover. They were up two runs, bottom nine. They gave up a solo home run to Corey Seager, and we blew that one. So we got walked off twice. These things happened. But every day, I also put out a daily dime bag parlay. That's the DDP, the diamond cutter you're looking for. And because, listen, yeah, the algo comes up with a lot of strong hits, but I don't like to pay juice. So what I found, because I like action as well, is what I like to do is I put out F5 first five inning picks, but then I also put a full game parlay. And it kind of keeps the right, it keeps the action going. Nothing wrong with that. Like, I get it, man. I'm one of you. I get it. But that parlay is usually set up at a tenth of a unit. That's why it's the daily dime bag, just at one tenth of a unit. And it usually goes off for about a unit. And yesterday... Ding, 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 ding. Oh my goodness, man. We needed it bad. We had the Marlins, the Angels to cover, the Braves to cover, and the Cardinals to win. We got all of it. The Braves took care of us at the very end, kind of washed away some of that bad luck that we had. And the big dude put in another G in the account, you know, made for a uh, black pen day and not a red pen day. We want to avoid those red pen days. All right, let's dive up into the betting board today. And then I have um, the first look parlay. So I'm going to leave up, leave that up there as a kind of mishmash through the board this is something else that we're doing and again i don't just throw out stuff picks that no one cares about that i don't count that i don't calculate that i don't bet myself this is a one tenth unit parlay again and if you'll notice we're looking for three games at a time it's very hard to pick games in the morning i haven't run the algo i haven't run all my filters like listen i work very very hard at this where i work right up to the bell at this that's why people are really gravitating towards the spreadsheet that comes out every day it's, it's hand built custom written x stats Really, really, really nuanced stuff. I can't do that at you know, 7 in the morning when I'm doing this. But I do look at the board. Sometimes we achieve a lot of CLV. So I've been putting together these three pick packs for the MLB first look parlay. They're going to go off. We're looking for better than 5 to 1 odds. The idea being, if we hit one every week, this will be a profitable venture. And that's what we're all trying to do here, right? We're all trying to make money. Yes. I hope I entertain you with my you know, yelling and hand-waving, my wild gesturing everywhere. But really, we're here to make money, and so am I, right? This is how I got here, was being good at this. So today we're looking at Houston and Toronto over 8.5. We mentioned Arkady and Kikuchi being on the gas can list today. Then I have two more. I have the Cubs. For the outright win, they are an underdog today on the road against Milwaukee. That Milwaukee offense has been trash. I actually think Kyle Hendricks has looked pretty decent. And I think Adrian Hauser really, I'm not too high on. But it's that Milwaukee offense and even the bullpen that just been terrible. Give me Hendricks and the Cubs offense, which I like a lot at the plus money. And then we're going to go with my Yankees to cover up the Royals. Nasty Nestor looks legit. And until the public kind of catches up on the fact that he's like a real ace, these 
run lines have been have been the offer of value. It's and it's very funny because I had a couple people up in the DM say, "Man, John, I remember you saying you used to consider the run line a greedy bet." And I did. I did. But there's the malleability because one what I'm never going to pay minus 230 for a money line ever in my life. Never. Like if you ever see me post that, you know I've been kidnapped. You know, call my wife, call the authorities cuz something crazy is going down. All kidding aside though, we want to do things that are sustainable, right? And with the ball change, part of that has been, in my opinion, the separation of good and bad, right? The wheat and the chaff. And I think that's materialized in run line plays. So I used to think run line plays were greedy because you were looking for like 9-5 or you know 10-6. I don't want to do that. I used to look for giving up zero runs. Not to say I'm not looking to not give up any runs anymore. But now, I, my, that and the model kind of reflects this. Now my understanding of these games is more 5-1, to one, right? Like, I have more like 5-1, scores coming out, which are run line covers, than it used to hit a point where they're just... I, it, it, when there's so much scoring, the variables get out of whack, and we're not interested in that. So I've been falling in value on the quality games with quality pitchers against bad teams with bad pitchers or bad ballpunks. The Royals stink right now. The Yankees are hitting. Nestor is dope. The Yankees kill left-handed pitching. I mean, this is all Yankees all the time. I'm surprised the one and a half is even minus 125. I'm telling you people, you're going to hear this first. Hopefully we can come back and clip this in three months when this happens. I believe the run line itself, the actual run line, will begin to shift. To minus two and minus two and a half, just as a generality. So there we go. With some betting board, hit Houston and Toronto over eight and a half. That one's minus 105. The Chicago money line is plus 125. And the Yankees run line, minus 125. I, I All these are viable. So I think if we have kind of people, I know some people roll their eyes, mash their teeth at parlays. I understand. I think three team parlays at one tenth of a unit are responsible and fit into a, and fit into a sustainable betting plan. I think I'm part of the proof of that. You know, I, but the key is really just that dime, right? So if you're a hundred dollar better, you're only betting ten bucks. If you're a ten dollar better, you're betting the minimum. If you're a thousand dollar better, then you're betting a hundred dollars, like the ticket I showed. You know, so all right, everybody, I think that will do it. Running back to the we're getting kind of like the twenty five minute mark. I hope that isn't uh, a problem for anybody in there, but I, I just hope the information is just so good that we're just I'm not, I'm not sinking our teeth into all of it, getting paid. Remember, download the Jock Market app. Code is M M N Mayo Media Net. $100 for free, man. And you heard the prices. We gave you guys that are going off cheap. Get the $100 for free today. Buy one share of J.P. Crawford. Buy one share of Sheldon Noisy. Buy one share of Chaz McCormick. Buy a share of DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Hicks, let's say. Those five guys won't cost you $5 a piece, but let's even say you, you drop $25. Bucks. There's a chance you double that or even beyond that. Like it just, And even if you don't, it's about percentage gains, right? There are no jackpots. So the idea of me taking the 20 and getting to the 3,600 is clicking away, clicking away, clicking away. And so I'm telling you, there's percentage points to be had every day in the market. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're getting lucky here. You know, we're we're being smart. We're playing, we're trading this and like our trading floor, you know? And that's how you do it. So thanks for picking up what we're putting down. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Remember when you work this hard, it feels like luck and all the cliches and all the catchphrases that you come here for. But seriously, keep up with us. Get up in the comments. Let me know how I'm doing. Tag Patty Mayo. He loves to hear it. He loves nothing more than to hear how good I'm doing. I'm telling you, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with comments about me. So, all right, man. I see he's on the flip side, everybody. I think we're in store for another big day. Check out the Patreon. Check out the Twitter. Check out the Mayo Media Net handle. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Like and subscribe to the videos on YouTube. Thank you so much, man. I'll check his out Monday. Hey. <laughs>